My name is John Koch. I worked for Corporate America for almost 30 years and I'm retired now. I've taught myself how to buy and sell stocks over the last decade or so. I buy and sell individual stocks at this point in time. I don't buy mutual funds, bonds, or any other financial instruments. I only own individual companies. My philosophy starts with I want to own and understand the company of the stock that I own. Some folks have asked me, how do you pick a stock? Where do you even start? I usually start by asking them, what did you do yesterday? Specifically, right after you got out of bed. And they might say something like this. Well, my cell phone alarm rang and I checked social media and then I got out of bed and, and went to the bathroom. Well, there's a lot of stocks in there right there you can buy. You can buy cell phone stocks. You can buy uh, Apple. Uh, you can buy Facebook for social media. And then after you go to the bathroom, you need toilet tissue. You floss your teeth, you brush your teeth, you gargle, you go turn on the TV, and you can start thinking about all the different companies that you can buy then. Colgate, Procter & Gamble, Kimberly-Clark, Johnson & Johnson, Shell, Chevron, GM, Ford, Tesla, ad finitum. The point is this. There's a lot of these companies, you know what they do, and that's not a bad place to even start looking to say, what is the company that I would be interested in owning the stock? But you get the picture. Uh, sometimes you like the products and sometimes you don't. But I'm not going to spend any time on my investment pedigree because I don't have one. I'm just an average guy. I'm certainly not an expert, but I have been buying and selling individual stocks for my retirement fund for almost seven years with... Uh, frankly, pretty strong results. And probably the best thing about it is it didn't cost me any money because I did it myself. Now, I've developed a list of data points for the beginning stock buyer to look at to help you determine if a stock is good for you to own and put it in your portfolio. I use metrics to look at a stock. And I compare it to my metrics of a stock that I'm looking to own to see if I want to own that stock. So how did I develop these met metrics? I simply studied the market for many years. I, I waded through all the information and I decided for a beginner in the market, these should serve me as a start. But what I found out was that while not perfect, it helped me mostly buy successful stocks. So I'm always energized by a successful investment. I mean, who wouldn't be? So why am I investing in the stock market? Because I have to be. I don't have a job anymore, I'm retired. I don't have a pension. Uh, I left my company with a, a pretty size, good sized pile of their stock. And I knew enough, you know, like everybody does, that I should not have all of my wealth in one position, one stock. I not only need to uh, need an in, excuse me, immediate income to compensate for my lack of a paycheck, but I need to make sure that I didn't retire too early and run out of money later in life. Yeah, folks, that's that's a real worry at my age. I mean, I've been retired almost seven years and I'm only 62, so I got a ways to go. And I'm sure you've seen the commercials and articles about running out of money. It's enough to scare anyone. And and I was scared. I am scared. Uh, but I still buy and sell individual stocks myself. So what are you supposed to do? Well, most people, I guess, get a financial advisor. Uh, but it doesn't scare me enough to go that far and get a financial advisor. That's just not for me, and I'll explain that a little bit later. 
Now, I've always been sincere about my average intelligence and my skill set. However, the one skill I do think I have is taking large amounts of data and simplifying it so people can understand. I, I really did it in my work with corporate America, and, and this is a lot the same. And believe me, the information available and the advice on stocks in the market is beyond comprehension. There's so much information, ideas, advice, data, and opinions. So I've spent several years navigating through this pool of information, and I've come up with some simple metrics to look at. In fact, my wife says, I'm a simple man with a simple plan. While I don't have a financial pedigree, I do have common sense, and honestly, this is what that's about. A practical, simple way to look at the stock market, to invest in it, have confidence, and get good results. I will be going through my plan over time and explain each part of it. This is really a beginner's guide on how to start looking at a stock to buy and then the long-term strategies to employ. This is not a retirement guide for managing money. It's just a guide to start picking your own stocks. I really like to help young people because with small investments over time, you know, 30, 40 years from now, it can grow to very large amounts with a very, very simple plan. With dividend reinvesting and the compounding, the magic of compounding, the history of stock growth on your side for that length of time is pretty reasonable to be a millionaire by the time you're in your early 60s. Problem is, most people don't. I get it. I didn't. Honestly, I just got lucky and I had a company that secured my retirement, but that is probably over for the new generation of young folks. My old company doesn't even have the same benefits for its current employees uh, that I had, and I sure appreciate them for grandfathering it for me and not taking it away. Net, for the smart young people who are looking out for the future, I know I can help you get started. Also, I'm sure you've heard we have a retirement crisis in this country. Social, Secure, Social Security was never a 100% answer to retirement. If it is, it's really not a good situation to be in because it's not very much money and it's not a very nice retirement. You know, pensions are great, but, uh, you know, obviously if you have one, you hold on to it, but they're not guaranteed either. Uh, think of Leo, uh, California, Orange County, Detroit. Bonds are not guaranteed. You know, bond is simply a note or a lending money to an entity for a return. It's not a guaranteed risk. You can lose money on bonds 10 ways from Tuesday. So I've learned very early in my life that there really is no certainty in an uncertain world. However, the past is a great predictor of the future, and the future is pretty strong. My second philosophy, and I'll call these my financial tent poles, but here it is. I made the money, I'm gonna manage it. And I think you can do the same if you want to. First, I honestly just don't trust anyone when it comes to managing my money. I, I guess I arrogantly think I'm as smart as anyone I've dealt with in really both the professional world and the financial planning world. I've called on vice presidents and CEOs of the companies that we called on, and I worked with, you know, vice presidents and directors uh, all through my company for a long time, long time. And I'll tell you, I'm just as smart as any of those guys. So 
In terms of investing in the stock market, I want to share with you what I've learned. I'm confused by the financial markets. Most people are. But I do trust my own instincts, and I have the confidence to figure it out. This is my financial story. Take some of it or none of it. I, you know, it's, it's really just my financial story, but I compare it to a career. Uh, in my middle management career, I managed over 100 people probably, and I really can't even remember all their names anymore. In fact, I used to tell them that. I would tell the folks that reported to me, I, very, I care very much about you and your career, and I'll do anything I can in my role to assist and invest in you and your career. However, know this. As much as me or anyone else will tell you they care about your career, nobody will care about your career as much as you do. Now, let me say that about your money. Nobody cares about your money, your financial future, as much as you do. That is a major philosophy for me. Folks, it's not hard to understand. People are self-centered. If you mess up your career with bad choices and you don't utilize the investment your company may make in you, that's on you. But if you don't care enough, then certainly nobody cares more about your career or your money than you do. So why would you trust anyone else but yourself? Honestly, probably because of lack of knowledge. Stock market is complicated. Really not that much fun until you start making money. Then it's pretty fun. But think of this, and this is what kind of confuses me, but we live in a do-it-yourself society. And we've got the home improvement stores like Homes, uh, Home Depot and Lowe's. I mean, on TV, with all the channels, you can get a DIY on anything for yourself. You know, remodel, refurbish, flip houses, do landscape in the backyards. Anything and everything is DIY. And, and it, it's easier now than it ever was because when I bought my first home starting back in the early 80s, if there was something to do, I did it myself. Now, I didn't have the expertise, but I also didn't have the money, <laughs> okay? So did I know how to build a fence? Nope. Build a deck? Nope. Brick patio? Nope. But I bought a book back then and followed the instructions. And today with the internet, it's just so easy to do all this. So did I do a good job? Yeah, probably not as good as a professional. And in fact, I always laugh with my brother-in-law. We did a dog run together, a concrete dog run that turned out pretty bad. But yeah, there's a solution for that too. We, we moved. So you can DIY to manage your own money as well. It's out there and I've been doing it and it works. There's just so much chaos and I want to help take some of that chaos away. I know there are financial TV programs, but, you know, 15 minutes of that makes you feel like you're just not smart enough. Watching those can be like trying to jump on a train while it's doing 80 miles an hour. Because, frankly, they're not really geared for the small individual investor or even the very beginning investor. They're geared for the professionals. They speak a language and they have acronyms, you know, that will make your head spin. And then, of course... All the language has different meanings than it might, you know, in real life. I mean, it, it can be tough and it can be off-putting. But I'm motivated by not wanting to pay someone out of my hard-earned money for their advice. I watch a lot of CNBC Money Channel while the market's open. I watch it after it closes and I watch Kramer, who is really one of my favorites. He's turned me on to a lot of good stocks. But what you do get is noise, lots of noise, lots of different opinions, lots of analysis. Now, don't get me wrong. These guys are really smart, and they do their homework, 
and they do it for a living. But they do and can have different points of view. So it's kind of like who's right? How do you decide who to listen to? You can get three or four people on a panel on the same TV show. They're all experts, and they have four different opinions on the exact same stock. That's confusing. It's confusing to me. It's got to be confusing to you as well. And it's not like that's an exception. That's a norm. I mean, they'll get on and they'll debate uh, and go back and forth. So, you know, I still listen. However, I have to filter that with my metrics and thought process. Otherwise, you're just stuck dead in the water. I mean, an analogy would be if I went to get my car fixed and I took it to a mechanic and he told me it was the transmission and I take it to another one and he tells me it's the engine and, you know, I take it to another one and I get another opinion. Listen, that doesn't help. That's not helpful to me. I, I That's just noise. I, I want a remedy on how to fix my car. When you can do that financially, you're in pretty good shape. But guess what? There's not going to be a remedy for your finances. So there's so much information, so many opinions, so much noise. So why not just give your entire retirement to a money manager? They're easy to find. They're everywhere. Just Google it. You'll find plenty of investment advisors and portfolio managers. Also, I personally know people who have used friends from college, friends at their church, a neighbor. Don't worry. You'll find someone with an angle to manage your money. Uh, generally, you're paying for that as well. My question to you is, how do you pick one? Are they smart? What's their educational background? How do I trust them? I've been watching financial shows with 10 people all arguing about a single stock like I just said, and they'll say, <laughs> they'll just say, which one's right? And you'll get a bunch of different opinions. If you can tell me in advance, I'll pick the one that was right. This is where I need to say that financial professionals are great. They're smart. I would never suggest you not use a professional. But I didn't, and here's why. These are just my experiences, uh, but they were not good ones. The first one was my father. I was working with him before he passed. He had a national, large national firm, and was paying, you know, pretty, pretty, paying them pretty well, you know, out of his portfolio for managing his firm. And he had some stocks and he had some bonds. He had a fairly modest amount of money in the three hundred thousand dollar range, and. Him and I discussed many times how to manage his money, and at that time, it was in a higher interest rate environment, so he had a mix of stocks and bonds, and it was fairly easy and pretty straightforward, and not risky at all. He had a very low risk tolerance because of his advanced age. Well, in my father's portfolio, he had a bond coming due, and he needed to reinvest that money. So I had talked with his gentleman from the national firm, had a phone conversation with him. He was very nice, pleasant. But what really floored me you know, more than concerned, it just floored me, was his first question. He said, so what do you think we should do with this money? Now, I was still working full-time, and, you know, I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it, managing, you know, an entire portfolio at this point in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm savvy, I'm not stupid, but what do I think we should do with this money? What the hell do you think we should do? You're the one getting paid for the advice and counsel. That was my first experience with a professional, and it wasn't really a very good one. My mom was a 1950s mom. Dad made the money and paid the bills. You could say my mom was less than savvy and certainly not tech savvy at all. But after my dad passed, I realized I needed to help my mom and make sure their money was enough to last her lifetime. And I became more interested in, in this arena. 
I knew my retirement was soon, but I didn't know when, so I was able to start studying the subject. As I was studying, I called the same gentleman my dad worked with and told him I may be retiring soon. I gave him a few of the basics of my financial situation, and he said, what do you think you should do with your retirement money? Now, <laughs> second time, floored, flabbergasted. I, I, I don't know what to say, but I ripped off a few of the things I had learned at that point. I said, I'll probably buy a group of dividend aristocrats with a low PE and low betas. I'll give myself an income stream with a dividend yield. And you know, I'll explain all this as part of my metrics later. His response was, that sounds like a good plan. For the second time, I thought, what in the hell do I need you for? And why would I pay you for what I already know? That was just the start of the thought that I can do this by myself. I mean, I really, I. So. I mean, my job has nothing to do with the financial world, much less the stock market. But with just a little bit of study and self-help, he agrees with my strategy. And I thought, I'm certainly as smart as this guy. And, and there's no way I'm going to have this guy manage my money. I'll couple it with this story. After my folks passed away, they had a small amount of Procter & Gamble stock. I think in the neighborhood of about 60 grand. And I asked the financial guy to sell it. And he did it for a commission of about 600 bucks. Now, I get it. He has overhead, kids to put through school. But I could have sold that stock for seven bucks or less at any brokerage account. I'm not responsible for his overhead. So why would I pay the extra money just to sell the stock? We're not living in the 60s and 70s anymore, folks. You can do this at your fingertips in seconds. Completing the story of my parents' portfolio, a couple of years later, my mom passed, and I was the executor of the state. And I executed their wishes and rolled over their IRAs to an inherited IRA for those that were in the estate. And after that, I was done with their guy, and I, I never spoke to him again. It, it, it actually surprised me. He never contacted me again. And, you know, I had a sizable enough money, you would have thought that, you know, he would have at least tried to gain my business, but he, he never even tried. So I retired about the same time as uh, many of my other compatriots, and, and I really don't know one of them that were planning on managing their their portfolio themselves uh, they all said i got a guy uh it's kind of a herd mentality and you know a lot of them i heard him saying like i'm gonna go with the guy bill went with and he retired five years ago or whatever and i'm going with the guy bill and mark are going with and I, I think people just really felt strength in numbers but when i would talk to him i would always say why are you doing that and they would say oh it's just too complicated i don't want to spend the time i don't want to worry about it and this just kills me. People in the company I work for were and are very smart. Really, some really good quality smart people. It's a tough company to get on with and stay with. We worked very complicated projects with customers over decades. And now this is too hard, too complicated. Please, I simply don't agree. And, and I don't want to worry about it is what they would say. I'd be petrified knowing someone else is making my money decisions decisions with my money and I don't know really who they are or trust their decision making I made this money I'm not gonna let someone else manage it you talk about worry I would worry every day I'd be worried all the time about is this guy a smart guy was he the best in the company are they all smart are they honest Bernie Madoff and WorldCom were pleased that people had doubts about 
managing the money themselves because there's a lot of dishonest people out there to separate you from your money. You read all the time about Ponzi schemes across the country. So, I mean, you read little ones down the road, this next town with guys that have million-dollar Ponzi schemes. However, the end result is the same. They undermined their fiduciary trust for their own greed and benefit in the Ponzi scheme arena. They're out there. I say watch out. Theft and fraud is one thing, but competence is another. So who's competent? And how do I decide that as a layman? This just seemed to be such an easy decision for me. Again, everyone I knew used a guy, but I was going to go a different way. And after about a year of being retired, I met with one of my old sales managers who left at the same time I did. And he went with the guy. Uh, he was honest and showed me his portfolio. And his growth for that one year was 3%. Now, this was in 2012, 2013. And the stock market was going crazy. Now, don't forget, he paid a percentage of his portfolio for the manage of, management of it. I, I really wasn't impressed. Uh, I mean, really, the market was exploding at the time. And as the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all boats. But to be clear, there are and will be stinker stocks, let's call them. But safe to say, it was pretty easy to make money at this time. So I compared his 3%, and I'm really not trying to be arrogant here, but I had 20% growth in the same year. I didn't pay anybody anything. That gave me confidence. That not that I, well, I did need it, but I was going to say not that I really needed it. But I thought at that point so much for the genius of money managers. Also, the guy he went with is a very well-known national firm. So I was pretty empowered by that. My number one goal in managing my portfolio is to make money. Period. Now, not to judge the professional investment community too much, but they are managing your money based on metrics you're not privy to or know about. They'll have a different set of metrics to determine their success with their firm. However, to be fair, I don't know what those metrics are, but I do know human nature is that it's not their money and they're not going to care about it as much as they care about their career at that point. They're usually very conservative, risk adverse. They also have portfolio goals and they'll trade stocks in a mutual fund to protect or divert or, you know, protect profits. Mine, Ed, I'm not playing game with, games with this. My goal is simple, make money. No other metrics for keeping my job, making a boss happy, just me. So my next story about this you know, professionals that advise you on your money is I retired with what the corporations call a package. I'll speak that later to that later a little bit, but it's really a corporate retirement ploy to trim the herd. Well, in the package, I was able to take advantage of retraining. I thought, amongst all these other things they did for you, really a great package to help you in the next parts of your life. And I thought, I'll take a couple of these classes through an online financial college, and this will help me learn more about managing my own money. It costs about a thousand bucks, and my company would pay for it if I completed the class successfully. Well, I started the class in January 2013 after a few months of relaxing. For the class, I had to buy a financial calculator for a couple hundred bucks for all the complex computations I guess we were going to have to make. And then away we go in the class, a couple hours a week online with an instructor and classmates where you could interact, ask questions, feel connected, even though we were spread all across the country. For the most part, these people were trying to be or already were financial counselors. 
they had some education and you could tell they were already working in the field based on their responses and the questions they were asking. I.e. as one of my clients says dot dot dot. I think I was the only one in the class that was there to manage his own money. I was just the retired guy and I wanted to learn about managing money. So we came from different viewpoints. Now without taking you through the boring hours I spent in these lectures, here is what I really learned and it really turned me off. It was as I suspected, they don't really care about you or your money. Just my opinion. In one lecture, the teacher was talking about clients. Lots of students were talking about their clients. And here's what the he said that day. An educated investor is the worst investor you can have. The reason was because educated investors take too much time and ask too many questions. Um, what did I just hear? What's the adjective? Flabbergasted? Appalled? I don't know what it is, but here's what it is. It's messed up. What I felt was they purposely complicate the subject so it would confuse the client, therefore the need for them. Well, I was so disappointed, it fed my fuel to manage my money, continue to manage my money, and I'm just going to be frank, it really pissed me off. I attended a few more classes, and the final straw was when we took a break. And during the class, they'd give you a bio biological break. And during the break, they would put up a cartoon that basically showed a confused investor and the money manager saying, Got them right where we want them. I was done. I didn't go back to another class. It was once a week for five months. I had to tell my wife I wasn't going back. And her response was, well, the company won't pay for it. You didn't complete the course successfully. I didn't. And I was officially a financial school dropout.